Hello, Internet. Corey here. Guess what? It's time for another Fly Casual. Hey, it's reviews and it's rumors this week, so batten down the hatches and put on your big boy panties because we're going to get in dirty and deep with the reviews, spoiling the heck out of everything. We've got Poe 26. we got DV14. That stands for Darth Vader. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Star Wars Adventures 9, Adventures Annual, and we got a couple of juicy, juicy, delicious rumors. You're going to want to stick around for another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! You know how you're getting you know how you're getting old, Mike. You know when you're getting old. I mean, you'd know more than any of us. But Mike, do you know how you're getting old? You know when you know when that you know how to know when when you're getting old, Mike. Mike, do you know? <laughs> When Mike Archbold was born. <laughs> oh, this again. Yes. I, my favorite drink yes. is a nice big cup of cool, cool ice water. Gross. Mm-hmm. When I kick back in the evening, because, you know, it's getting it's getting on past 7 o'clock. Yeah, right. And I'm like, well, I can't be doing the caffeine. I'll be up tap dancing all night back and forth to the bathroom. Yeah. You're four hours after dinner and yeah. 20 minutes till bedtime. That's right. And With that swollen prostate, yeah. your urine's going to be wanting to come out more you know, often. And the, the, the late onset diabetes. Trying to, don't spit whiskey out all over the place. You know, and I, and I like to sit down, you know, have a little snack, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Have a Thank little, you, a little snack and, and and a nice tall cup of ice water mm-hmm. to wash it down. Fly casual, brought to you by ice water. Mm-hmm. Not profitable in any way. Nope. 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 Except for the water dudes. Oh, they're reaper the water barons. Those guys. Dude, water is everywhere. Guys. Oh, I know, but they've still found a way to everywhere. weave it into gold. They're mm-hmm. they're like they're like rumple wet skin. I get it. Or water's wet. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you're in it too long, your your fingers get all rumply. No, I'm surprised mm-hmm. you didn't know that. You're stretching that a little bit there. Yeah, you think? You think? I like a nice, a nice cup of cool, cool ice water. <laughs> I do. It's good Especially for the good for the soul. Days, like recent. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know yeah. Like blisteringly nothing. hot. Actually, over in uh, over in the old uh, the Maryland of Brexit. They uh they they've been wearing the shorts and the t-shirts. It's been like the highest the hottest April on record. Oh, and wow. now I understand I I global them. warming. 18 yeah. degrees Celsius. Because it's all warm and stuff over there and meanwhile we're still getting snow there every night. Go. There you go. And that has that that's how that works. Sucks. Yeah, they just stole our warm. Mm. Speaking of global warming, Dang it. sunspots. I know, right? Just yeah. Saying. Speaking mm-hmm. of sunspots, aliens, grass clippings. Hmm. Cow farts. Like Speaking free, free of grass clippings, uh, Mike's underwear. Yeah. When Mike Archbold was born, <laughs> there was no such thing there as underwear. There was no ice for <laughs> your had, water. There, there was no, no grass. undergarments. There was no ice for your water <laughs> unless used... you lived in Hill Valley, California, <laughs> and boy, was that a to do. <laughs> that was still underwater. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. When Mike Archbold. Yeah. When Mike Archbold was born, your knickers were still made of wool. Mm. It must have been hard for him to learn more than one continent name. Yeah, I'll bet it was. They didn't even know about (laughs) that. There's only one continent. It was Pangea, right? (laughs) 
mean I gotta learn six more? <laughs> Dang. Pull them back together, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These bitches breaking apart. <laughs> That was my contribution to the world, Southern yeah. accent. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. First try. That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we found Mike was nodding off earlier. We found his tickle button. He's back. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, welcome back. welcome back, Mike. Fly Casual, episode number 179. Your favorite Star Wars podcast that makes fun of Mike. Hey, yeah, hey, that's, hey. that's absolutely true. I am your, uh, I am your uh, lovably acerbic host, Mr. Corey T. Wilson, and with me on my left, stifling a yawn, playing with a, 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 a lightning cable, Mr. Michael J. Archibald. The best episodes are make fun of Mike episodes. I gotta tell I'm you, just saying. he was so excited to start recording this episode that he sat down, put his headphones on, yeah. and then threw the hood of his sweatshirt <laughs> up over his face so hard that the headphones flew, flew off, off of I his know. head and into it his broke lap. broke my new laptop almost. Yeah, yeah. I had oh, to no. scratch it up somehow, your, right? Your new, your new old uh, secondhand laptop. I don't know how right. you could tell when a laptop you possess is actually broken yeah how would we know, know. <laughs> yeah we don't know half the keys all, don't work shitty no matter what no matter how much you pay for yep. them yeah whether you pay 300 bucks you pay 1100 bucks they still suck that's why you get the chromebook dude you just use no. it till it breaks and then you throw it out the that's window and let the animals get, eat it that's why i need to get an imac <laughs> or a macbook or something because i am over windows i am over it Amen, brother. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't fight you too much on that, except for the fact that I don't know. I like doing stuff on mine. So, over there, Mass Controls, Mr. Stevie J. Howie. Speaking of doing stuff, I like to tickle Mike. Yeah. Aww. I like well. to tickle Mike's funny bone, if you know what I mean. No. <laughs> hey, Corey, do you like to tickle it? Oh, I get it now. Just a little bit. I thought bit. about it. It's a, it's, Just a little bit. It's the humorous bone. Yeah, it was funny. part of the greatest comic event of all time. All time. <laughs> it was so humorous. That was so last week, guys. Uh, what? What was this week? People like callbacks, bro. Wait, what? People like them callbacks. Speaking of callbacks, they like to they like uh, to nestle into the familiarity. I like it's to nestle into forward, Mike's dude. familiarity. Speaking of familiarity, mm. across the pond and down a few is Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. I have a woodchuck familiar. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's big for me. Can you uh, can you yeah. actually uh, call him uh, to you underground? Yeah, yeah it's possible. Oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Something does it, does he just like nip at wizards or, or evil sorcerers or necromancers or what? Nope, he just uh, sounds like Dave Coulier. Well, pretty awesome. That's pretty yeah, good, yeah. especially when anybody's got any world. Like, <laughs> slid into it at the end right Nailed there. It. Yeah, slid right in. You didn't you, at, at, you didn't think it was going to happen and then boom, right yep. there in the last word. It yeah. happened. It's like we scripted it that way. I know. Well, if you look at your salmon oh. page, hey, Mike, do you have, can you do you have your salmon pages? I have oh, I, have I do have a salmon page. page. Yeah. Let's callbacks never get old. It man. says right here, uh oh, sure enough, Breathing right there at Michael's shorts exit stage left. Who yeah, knew? That's it. That oh, explains the uh, see the full Mike yards. Yeah. Mm, the yeah. full Mikey. Yep. Who wrote this oh, garbage? Yeah, anyway. Hey, gentlemen, it's time to talk reviews. What? Reviews. Who's doing reviews? I'm doing reviews. Oh. Of the again? Comedy. Reviews. Of uh, reviews. Again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gia. You, said, you said there'd Gia, be rotation, Gia, Gia, and Gia. there's no rotation. It's That's right. Well, boys, comedy. Yeah. Well, boys, we had. Again. 
Four <laughs> comics. Four? Well, yes, four. Did I write one like of the greatest comic event of all time? One was the greatest comic event of all time. <laughs> it was. Ever. That had to ever happen. Ever to bedevil the days of man. Should we start with that one first or start with Darth Vader? And wouldn't you know, that's one of the three I didn't read. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? You missed the biggest comic event of all time. All All the times. And I was sold to Superman. The Superman. Let's start start with Darth Vader. (laughs) Number 14. Going out of order. (laughs) Off script. Actually, I'm going. Wait, wait, wait. Move over to the turquoise pages. If you've got. No. No, Mike. If not, no, oh. no. The turquoise is no. Those are the not teal. the royal blue. Um, That's seafoam. Okay. Okay. There, See? there. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're all we're on the same we're there. page. Yep. yep. <laughs> what about the polka dotted page? Oh, I get it because comic books have pages. Yep. yep. Oh, I understand. But Unless panel? you get them digitally. Oh, so does the, the World Wide Web. Which panel are we on? Ooh, um, let's see. Move down, move down, <laughs> down, down, down. There, right there, right there. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Right there. Anyway, let me break this down. You guys ready? Okay, yeah, take it for that. <clears throat> Here we go. Sibilance. It's the next chapter in the Burning Seas arc. <laughs> Invader has all his dudes on one of the floating cities of Moncala, and it's time to have themselves a little Friday night fish fry. <laughs> As Vader and his crew are getting their killing on, a small Jedi enclave below the surface knows the truth about Vades. That's right. They know he was once little Annie Skywalker. <gasps> you know... The kid with the pods and the spinning and the neat tricks. Yeah. You know, the the one who is not overly fond of sand or the women and children therein. (laughs) The one who killed all the Jedi younglings. Oh, no. You said younglings. Younglings, Corey. Younglings. (laughs) Younglings. Ointment. Moist. Member. Member, Corey. Member. Yes. Those two are one and the same. The Jedi know they may be no match for Vader, much less the entire force of the Empire that is literally right above their heads. So they tell the King of Mon Cala to resort to their final course of action. He tells him to release the Kraken! The seas erupt and flood the surface cities, washing Vader and his crew into the ocean, and Vader drowns to death. Yep. Now we're back on track for a Vader comic. (laughs) That's right. He dies at the end of the issue. Yeah, I figured... Yeah, isn't yeah. it isn't it a rule that Hardly every other Vader comic he has to die at the end? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, this this new series not as much, but he has died twice drowning, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, he did. Fascinating, really. Yeah. Although he's on the cover of the next issue. I know that's well, weird. Always, it's always, yeah, it's always strange how they do that. Flashback, yeah. Howie. Flash. It's always flash. But it's that his comic actually is. It goes f- backwards. I didn't know the Flash was in this comic. He is. That's how they're able to go back in time. Ah. It's Flashpoint. He saves Vader every time and it creates a new Flashpoint. Ruins everything else. Oh, why he does that? It's really dumb. Yeah. Should stop doing that. Don't mess with time, Barry. Yeah. How you feeling about this ish? Yeah. So this was okay. Like in the art, I'm liking how it ties in. A couple of those those Tarkins were pretty weak looking. And he's not capturing Tarkin the best, but yeah. Vader, man, he's got Vader dead on. Yeah, the Vader helmet is not perfect, but it is better than most. Everybody seems to draw the Vader helmet too short. Yeah. Like it's too, it's always too squat looking. But this yeah, one's a little better. Doing that on purpose because maybe it's like a prototype helmet or whatever. No, it's 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 been around since the start of Star Wars. Like some people just can't capture the uh, just uh, can't do it. Can't quite get the Vader helmet right. <laughs> Is it time for the droid review? All right. 
Oh, yeah. All oh, right, wow. time for the Vader number whatever. Wait, wait, you better hold off to the the um, Star Wars um, Star Wars Adventure comic. No, dude, droids don't have to choose which one they get. They get as <laughs> much opportunity as everyone else. You droids. might have better opportunities Ready? All right, if you listen Here it goes. Here's, 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 I'm going to review the, the, the droid uh, speak. Ready? Um, we have an R1 droid. And it says, whoop, wow, wow. There you go. That's the end. You're welcome. That's the Thanks. whole thing. Yep. Only one droid. And whoop, he's a, wow, wow, buddy. You got it, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a pretty cool arc, I guess. A uh, little Mon Cala action. Mon Calamari. Now, well, who's the who's the Jedi that that we was revealed in this? I can never remember this. Dude's I can never remember. No, it either. it's not. It's not the dude you think it is. It's just he's a dude not what, the guy. Because I was going to say, in Revenge of the Sith, a horn. In Revenge of the yeah. Sith, he was shot down. So right. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, he survived that crap. He got, no, he got just, hit in the horn. <laughs> no, <it broke laughs> yeah, off. they suck. They only hit him right in the right in the horn. He played. No, this is a brand new character just for this uh, comic. I like his tight black T-shirt. He's got his muscle shirt. I think you're thinking of Sasse Tin, right? Yep. Yeah. Man. Nope. Different guys. Same species. You guys are all racist. You think? Yep. <laughs> of course. They look. They all look. All two of them look exactly alike, except for the horns. <laughs> They're both red and have big horns. Yeah, and a black T-shirt. Yeah. No, nope. not saying it's a totally different character. Brand new character for the comics. Very. He has a, yeah, apparently ahead. he got his hands on some Jedi Temple archive of Anakin going in and storming and killing everybody. Magic. So, yeah, that was interesting. How do you feel you about it? some of the art on some of these Mon Cal's? I mean, they're kind of... The king, I'm kind of weirded looks out like by. looks like E.T. with, yeah. like, a beard. Well, the king is from, if you remember the arc in the Clone Wars. Sure don't. They actually reference that in this comic, but there's the arc where they are with that king character and swimming around and oh, stuff. Oh, so blame the Clone Wars. Got it. Nailed yep. it. <laughs> there you I, go. That's me, just what he looks like. Let me ask a quick question here, because there's a panel here, and... It's it's on the, they're on that imperial ship and and one of the one of the officers on deck that's working is a female and we're seeing a lot of females integrated with the empire now retconned right which I I gotta say I'm a little disappointed with that because one of the the things that they the way they drew up the empire in the past mm-hmm. was that it was sexist and it was yeah it was sexist right they're the bad guys right you know it's kind of like that's like someone saying you know I'm gonna write a fictional story about Nazi Germany but there's like it's okay for Jews to be right. <laughs> Nazis right. and it's kind of like no no that's part of what made them bad right right they didn't like they didn't play nice with I always them. thought that was neat and then they never had aliens or whatever and then mm-hmm. the few that's what that's what made Thrawn special and that's what made other uh, characters like Dala and, yeah. and there was one other one made uh, those Isard and made those oh, yeah. two special because women did not come up through the ranks yeah and so they were really great characters because they had to prove themselves in this like sexist man's world right, right. and isn't that a powerful message more than just eh just throw some in there yeah. Yeah, just, just throw some in <laughs> throw some in there to shut them up yeah. girls that's can be bad feels. guys too <laughs> yeah they can and they can be good guys as well as demonstrated Multiple I'm just saying. I just I feel like the old legends version of the empire was a little more powerful. Just because apparently of what you it was said. just edgier. <laughs> it was so edgy. So it's just, it's so, cool. just just sidebar. So I uh, yeah, I'm I'm in I'm in full agreement in that regard. Yeah. I got you. I, really I do. I like this arc, and I like uh, I like Mon Cala, and I like that's being brought back in. And for the most part, it's what we remember from the legends. And yeah, it's um, a big sea world. Yeah, I'm, I'm I dig it. It's cool. Yeah, it's all good. 
So, yeah. Very dialogue-heavy issue. There's a lot of dialogue yeah. crammed into these panels. Yeah, there are. They, there is, yeah. I'm not, I'm but, not complaining, just uh, observing. Yeah. yeah. But that's what you get. Yeah. Vader's a big communicator, you know. That's does, what he's known this, for. This issue doesn't seem like it was a big impact. No, but the next comic... Oh! We, what? Oh, damn, a lot of work to... Oh, you're doing Poe. Poe Dameron, twenty-six. Mm-hmm. We're doing the po. biggest, biggest issue comic event of all comic event time ever. <laughs> Finally, we're gonna do ever. it. Finally, the cover Action is Comics is number awesome. one with uh, Superman lifting the truck. Yeah, that is that's toilet paper. Just wipe your butt with it. Mm. It's gonna be worthless. Oh. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So we got this that's one. Redonkulous. So let me break this down. You guys ready? Yep. Okay. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Poe Dameron, the quasi-intelligent? <laughs> I thought well, not. I, intelligent. I thought not. It's a story JJ wouldn't tell you. Ooh. It's a Ryan Johnson legend. Oh. Poe Dameron was an X-Wing pilot of the Resistance. So elite and so lucky he could use his piloting skills to crash every vehicle he's ever piloted and walk away alive. He had such skill in safely crashing, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. His way of flying spaceships is a pathway to many plot holes some consider to be unnatural. (laughs) He became so good at piloting, the only thing he was afraid of losing was his jacket, which eventually, of course, course he he did. Unfortunately, he gave Finn his only jacket. Then Finn... Would only half-ass try to give the jacket back. It's ironic he could save others from death, but not his jacket. Uh, I love you, Garrick. That was the most I've ever heard Garrick continue to do a voice in one like without breaking. I just, you know what? Oh wow! Yeah. Give a pause. Wow. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank you. It's always someone. Hey. How I'm tired of your negativity. <laughs> yeah. But being so negative. Hate everything. We need to bring back the guru. Man, no. No. That well, dude that dude followed me on Insta and I swear he has not left me alone since. Next week I got some I got, weekly yoga I got somebody session, coming next week. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yep. That's what she said. Hmm. Better not be fanboy. <laughs> she did say that, didn't she? It might be fanboy. Oh, but it has to wait not. a week, though. That's a problem. Yep. So how uh, issue? Yeah. So Poe Dameron, it does. <laughs> the first page takes place the instant after the Last Jedi ends. Sequel. Sequel. So they're actually sitting around the moment. table, uh, the Dejarik table on the Falcon. Well, uh, yeah, and, on, the, on the clip art Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you know you got Ray. She's playing with the two halves of the uh, lightsaber. Yeah, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa! She's playing with what? The two, two halves. halves. Oh my two God. halves. That's what they call the hamburger in the Star Wars galaxy. Okay. <laughs> so I have a little threesome there at the table. Whoa! Somewhere. Oh, I got. Wait, 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 wait. I got oh, Howie. Uh, Sorry, that was the other comic. I, forgot. I got Howie right in the hot dog with that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, these yeah. are actually I'm kind of excited about these because they're actually yeah, these are cool. hitting some sequel stuff. They're hitting some Force Awakens stuff. They're kind of filling in some of the gaps a little bit. Yeah, but the faces in this comic, oh, I don't even care. Oh, I don't even care because they're filling in God. some of the gaps. They're finally you, we're caught think, up uh, to the movies. I didn't really think we're gonna get Leia's death in a comic. <laughs> oh, that'd probably be the awesome. best play. The best damn it, hope for dude. You that just might be the you just, comic. Thank you. Of all time. You just said the way that I would accept this most, and I didn't even realize I would accept it that way. Yep. If they killed her in a comic and then just put it in the crawl in a new movie, I would be like, thank you. Yes. <laughs> that's the way in That's the opening crawl. General Leia it has died! Exclamation <laughs> point. That's it. That's, just, that's the whole crawl. You still have to sit there for like the amount of time that would take a normal crawl. And at some point, you're still looking at the text when it starts to pixelate in the background. You're like, well, I know what it said. No, they'll have she a little died box. of a broken heart from <laughs> her lost brother. Uh, <laughs> they'll have a little box uh, pop up and say, see Poe-ish. <laughs> oh, oh no, the movies are doing it now. Oh, too. that would be awesome. Cameron issue zero. <laughs> oh, it's a zero comic. Oh no. Enough said. Zero. I love those. Oh. So I'm not sure if I'm looking at Finn or if for some reason they've brought Emmanuel Lewis into Star Wars canon. <laughs> oh, that's totes Finn, dude. Uh, are you sure? Because it's really got an Emmanuel. Yeah, they're sitting Lewis. there and Finn's like, dude. Dude, what happened to you on that planet? How how did you live? Because you know we've had these two movies in the in the span of like a day. Yeah, he's like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> he basically let he basically me, says, let me reach back and recount my last thirty two hours. <laughs> he basically because we never find out how he got off planet from um from Jakku, and this yeah. this fills it was in, in that the, gap. It was in the novel, the Last Jedi novel. So, but uh, or not Last Jedi, uh, Force Awakens novel. How he got off. So they, they kind of just redid that. He got com- off. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was cool. I thought. I just- feel like I'm in sixth grade. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You sound like you're in sixth grade. So biggest uh, comic uh, event of all time. I'm just <laughs> saying, I think Webster's in Star Wars now. That's all. <laughs> I'm saying. You know what I love? Which is that- makes this the biggest comic event of That's all right. time. Web- He's going to have a Marvel team up with uh, with Arnold Drummond. What I love the most <laughs> is that this cover has like it has Black Squadron on it, and they're not in the comic at all. I love that. No, can we? <laughs> That's true. Can we seriously talk about the mouths? Like everyone has got the most ridiculous mouth in this comic. Like it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> like every page has at least two panels of mouths that it's like. I mean, look at look at. I'm, I just God, Finn looks like he's getting ready to eat through a tree branch for God's <laughs> sake, and. And then, and like Oscar, Oscar Isaacs keeps aging 20 years and then de-aging 30 years and then re-aging 40 years. Like, and, then, but, and, and all of the art is right up in the faces. And it's like, if you're going to draw a comic yeah, right up in the mutant. faces, he's a mutant. Oh my God. Oh. That's true. He was, he was like oh, the most powerful. Yeah. Mutant. Like Leia at one point, Apocalypse. I can't, I can't, I can't, I just can't with this comic, dude. Like these faces are, I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm actually well, okay with the art, man. I'm, I'm, not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not. Oh, but the faces, they're so inconsistent. Yeah, but yeah. face, yeah. They are. Yeah. And seriously, look at chubby no, cheek Finn on that big. Yeah, I know. Look at the chubby <laughs> cheek Finn, yes. dude. I'm yeah. actually, it's endearing to me. <laughs> oh, it makes man. me say, hey, I've got a double been, chin too. This, uh, the artists have been traditionally good, I thought, but Angel. I don't, th- I don't think it's bad. I think, 
Yeah. I'm okay Not with bad. it. I think Oscar Isaacs has broken Angel's uh, capabilities. <laughs> I think he was. I think he did the art. I, I should probably look that up. A couple he, of them are perfect. A couple of them are absolutely it. perfect. But there's so many, and they're so inconsistent. It's yeah. like just back up on off the faces. Give me a whole picture. Of hey, what's you know going what, Corey? On. Just back the hell up. That's what I said. They had 16 <laughs> artists do yeah. all the different bands. Yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. picked an emotion. <laughs> I'll do the eye. You got like the you extra the large chocolate segment. incisors. In this comic. You can see all their teeth. Yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know if that was a good issue overall. Cool to see that stuff filled in. What's <laughs> happening behind the scenes. Of the Poe Dameron ups and downs. And his qualifies as an up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there was no flying space monsters. No. no was, I think he did reference them, didn't he? Oh, I can't remember. Speaking of funny. flying space monsters. Speaking, speaking of flying space monsters. Star Wars Adventures number nine came out. The second greatest comic event of all. The second time. No, actually, no. That would be the Star Wars Adventures annual as the second greatest. But we'll get to that. Sorry, I'll tell you why when we get there. Okay. You have a lot anyway. to do this next dish. Cool. I know. Let's break this down wait, here. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta ask whoa, you whoa, this whoa. real quick. What? Did what? you find? Did huh? you find the annual in stores, or is this no? Okay. All right. <laughs> I just want to make sure I wasn't the only I one. I found a digital copy. Yeah, this. Yes, I found a just, digital copy as well. Just <laughs> ran across, tripped right over it. Was it was just laying right there on the internet. <laughs> for those oh, who want to find a digital a copy, you can go to betterkind.com and click on the show notes for episode 179. Oh, man. It I love it. When, I love it. I love it when they make 3PO look like a skull. <laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah, so let me break this down. Part of a Mexican celebration of the Day of the Dead. Here we go. You guys ready? Oh, yes. Here we go. It's a droid comic, guys. Fair hey! warning. Fair warning. R2-D2 and applies, C-3PO. applies to movies, comics, novels, and Clone Wars episodes. <laughs> so R2-D2 and C-3PO are the central, you know, the central characters in the Star Wars saga. And all are up to the their Star hijinks again. You see that? You see there? Mm-hmm. It seems this... Uh, Floating disembodied head of a pit droid has been floating around being all suspicious like and R2 isn't going to stand for that BS. But R2 doesn't know uh, how you have to shut him off by like hitting him on the nose. Hit the nose. Of course, C-3PO, Captain Antilles and his crew are skeptical of R2's whoops and blarts. And the captain orders the crew to wipe their memories. But C-3PO unwittingly unveils the little droid's nefarious plan and the crew... Comes with a comes together with a calculated plan to end the little spies droiding spree spying spree, and that plan was to grab it. I guess R two and C three PO make a good team after all. In the latter half is a story about IG eighty eight. That's kind of like a kids show that tells you the moral of the story is: if you want to get your bounties, just be patient, kids. No, GI Joe. <laughs> the more you know. Such Go ahead, continue hurry. singing uh, Christian musicals <laughs> to our listening audience. If you get impatient, I didn't, I didn't think he's going to take me up on that. Only start to calculation error on my part. <laughs> Sorry, man. He knows the whole song. You didn't realize that, did remember. Love <laughs> is a song day. Two can fight this <laughs> battle, pal. You want to play some baby metal, maybe? Yeah, maybe. <sighs> Yeah, anyway. <laughs> listeners need to be treated to some baby metal. So, all right, time for the panel by panel droid review yet? Yeah, so this is the one you're going to want to get whoop, in whoop. on that. <laughs> Fweef, R2 says Fweef Woo. 
Gross. Okay. And then he says, Bwater. That's hot. You guys with me? Now things are getting crazy because he says, and this is his words, trot free. Oh, that's no, her too. Didn't. Yeah, no, and then didn't. the floating rando pit droid head says "wuva wu wug," and Archie ain't having none face. of that shit. So he says "brap swing." Dang! Yeah. But I think "swing" is the sound. The "swing" is the sound of the extension it's, of his uh, his uh, his uh, little saw blade. There, it's "schling." No, nah, it's no. Nah, I'm gonna pretend <laughs> at the top of the. Uh, no, it's not. I like schling better. That would be two eyes. There's not two eyes. That's a U and then an I. Schwang. It's not an I. It's S H L. R two gets very sharp erections. Is what we're saying. <laughs> and then uh, Pidgeot like says woo woo wa. And then uh, wa. While yeah, R two says friet. Whoa. Okay. And then a little freep, a little brat, a little uh, tree beef weef woo. Okay. And then again, get a little frazzled, and I I wouldn't say this in mixed company, but free beat. So I apologize to our sensitive uh, listeners. Free free raw root. I'm not giving up on this. Wove wove wag. Uh, free brap brap. Uh, wove wove. Uh, I'm sorry. Wiv wove. Yeah, don't mispronounce that. No, that could be interpreted a lot of different ways. Free free free. Uh, Deet boo bump bump <laughs> We all like the free to bump bump. This is this is all very. Yeah. I mean, even for droids, this is really highfalutin kind of. If stuff. somebody out there has auto tune, you should totally do this. Brought brew boo freet fru dreep. There was a splurt, but that was referring to the oil that R two was now peeing out under the ground, not from his saw blade erection. Uh, uh, 3PO has a wah in there, and I feel like that's worth mentioning because 3PO doesn't get a lot of love when we're going through the uh, droid speak. But then wahoo true, wahoo, uh, wuv wuv. I'm I'm only halfway through the issue, guys. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this out there. This is not a droid, but there is a poodoo in this issue as well. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, good. there is a poodoo. Several more wuv wahs and fwee foots are involved. A wee woot, and uh, we're gonna call that. That's about it. Yeah, it's basically a, the whole comic's in a different language. Mm, it's hard gosh. for me to read. Squeak beep. I just have a hard time taking the onomatopoeia type stuff in comics seriously. It it takes me out of it sometimes because like you can be re- reading like a really serious comic that's like this like intense dialogue, intense scene, and then something crashes onto the ground and it says like splurting, <laughs> and I'm like, really? That's comics, dude. I know. I think it's kind of dumb. Maybe it's time to evolve past some of that. I don't find it charming at all. I think we should devolve into it more. Yeah, yeah I agree. They should have a whole comic where it's just droids blurping. Blurping. Blurp, blurp, wee woo. <laughs> I think they have. Wee woo. Dreep. Dreep, weep, woo. Yeah, this issue is okay. Um,. Adventures. I, I like the IG eighty eight part better. There was a little comedy there. It's very, some parts of it were actually kind of <laughs> weirdly artistic. Yeah, it's actually the art. The art, although very, it's like it's gritty. It's it's gritty and playful at the same time. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of nice. It kind of reminded me a little bit of a uh, I don't know Beatles music video. Yeah, I was actually thinking it kind of <laughs> invokes uh, some like late eighties, early nineties Archie to me. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. It was a pretty good issue. Yeah. I don't really care for the droid. Com- I like. The, I, I don't like the ones where uh, C three PO takes the lead. 
Like Nobody likes RTP it when three PO takes the lead, man. <laughs> I know. That, can, that I, doesn't go anywhere good. If it was just R two, it'd be awesome because R two's a little cantankerous little shit, and I love him for it. He's the best. Good job, yeah. So good job, anyway, R two. Good job, R two. Way to be you. Yeah. Yeah. You do you. Weef, yeah. Weef, weef, woo. Boop, boop, do boop, blop. Yeah. So sometimes, moving on. Sometimes I just want to take a video of Mike with his Rambus shorts up around his crack and his hood up on. Like he's got the shorts we up get, as high as they go, but he's got his hood. periscope going, buddy. But he's got his hood on. Like <laughs> he's got his hood on like he's cold, but he's still got his shorts hiked all the way up. He's twisting back and forth in the chair and going from yawning to just like rubbing his own thighs with his eyes closed. I got to stay awake. <laughs> Who's okay? Who's that guy on Fat Albert that has that? Mushmouth. The, the no Mushmouth doesn't have the the, the, hat. the hat that comes down over. Yeah. That's not that. Is that Clyde? Clyde. All right, I, I got to look up the Cosby Kids roster. I didn't. Thank you for I that. didn't know he was in this comic. Yeah, apparently yeah. he is. That's their alien species, man. That's racist. Man, God, if I got that right, I would hate. freak out. No, that was Dumb Donald. Dumb Donald. There was no Clyde. Apparently, I made that up. No, that was one of the the ghosts on Pac Man. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Same era. <laughs> no, I think I didn't think he had a character maybe in his stand up that was like Smooth Clyde or something like that. I don't remember. Because yeah, yeah so anyway. Weird, Weird Harold is in his his stand up, and he's one of the Cosby yeah. kids. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. It's Fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey. It's funny because he was fat. Yeah, fat's hilarious. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. it is. Fat it makes sells. me laugh. Yeah, you know, fat sells. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny yeah. So it's fat. Haven't you seen my hundred six hundred pound life? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Fat sells. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot. Star of Wars annuals, guys. Star fat. Wars annual. Ooh, Star oh, Wars there. Yeah, the Thank one God. that was kind of released, I suppose. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I couldn't find but it. But then either. I did. Yeah. Anyway, so. Let me break this down real quick, because this is the second biggest event to ever happen to comics. I'll tell you why at the end. Here we go. The second biggest event. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Luke Lay and 3PO are on a mission to do some diplomatic stuff when Luke comes in a little too hot and ends up injuring Leia during the landing. Whoops. She must have botched her dex roll or something. The princess injured, and the inhabitants of the planet, being a society of strict and wacky rules, insist they be greeted standing up. So that must mean Luke has to fill in as a diplomat. As you would imagine, a series of crazy events ensue, resulting in Luke being in prison for drinking from the royal chalice, the Empire plotting to overthrow the queen of the planet, Princess Leia getting better, and then breaking Luke out of the slammer, and then using all of this to get in good with the queen, because you see... This was all just to honor her history or something. And then they all lived happily ever after and didn't die. Yeah. Right, right Mike? They didn't die. The and then Jackson is back, guys. Oh! You know that green buddy smuggler thing? Yeah. The, the smart guy. mouth lepo from Coachella Prime? Jazz Jackrabbit? Looks like Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. He's delivering eggs, but not real eggs because Han doesn't trust cannon. him. He's it's all cannon. really quite funny, guys. Has, has he been recanonized? Yeah, these, yeah, baby. These okay. comics are canon. Well, no, baby. I'm saying, is this doing it or was it done this before? This is doing it. Well, then you got to tell me this stuff ahead of yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even feel really good about this, but I'm hitting it anyway. <laughs> 
So yeah, so if uh, yeah. some people might not know, hey, Jackson, why don't you give us the history? So Jackson was a, a character that was kind of not when he first came out. It was in the original Marvel run of the Star Wars comic line, somewhere around issues uh, eight to twelve or something like I that. If I had and that. there's a, a small arc that involved Jackson, and he wasn't really well received. Oh, you don't think? Because he, he looked like a giant for one hot minute. Yeah, he looked like a yeah. He he hung around with Han and them for for a couple issues, and then he kind of like disappeared forever. And it's then he funny. Became, no, he it's started like, reappearing. It's though. like people uh. aren't into green science fiction space bunnies, <laughs> despite the fact that they keep that they keep trying to make green science fiction space bunnies. Yeah, it's funny, it's funny because <laughs> actually he has made a couple of appearances on some variant covers. <laughs> yeah, he's been on a variant covers. He was supposedly in the background of uh, one of the uh, Star Wars Forces of Destiny that, you know, people there was a character in the background that may have been him. And then in the uh, the uh, was it the Force Awakens uh, comic adaptation, he was supposed to be in the background of one of those. But this is the one that's officially is actually a character. He's named and everything. And uh, yeah, he's back. And he still, he's, looks, uh, still looks like Bucky O'Hare and yeah. Jazz Jackrabbit, two yes. other green space bunnies that no one really cares about. <laughs> so here's here's the, here's where it gets really funny. You guys ready for this? It's hilarious. Oh, man. So in the original run that Jackson was in, in the original Marvel line, he was uh, part of a group called the Starhoppers of Aduba 3, right? And they were in charge of uh, protecting a world from some space pirates. Oh, boy. These space pirates, their group was called the Cloud Riders. And if you've uh, followed up on some of the Han Solo movie uh, news, the Cloud Riders are actually making an appearance in that movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, Infris Ness, the, I guess one cares. of the villains of that, is the leader of the Cloud Riders in the Han Solo movie. Oh, Empty Nester? Yeah. So, it's interesting how they're kind of weaving this continuity back, you know, into the... Uh, the offshoot movies. Yeah, they're they're having fun weaving in the most ridiculous stuff, yeah. and leaving all the good stuff out. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I think Ron Howard is a huge fan because he's obviously he tweeted a while back. That he's bringing Tag and Bink yeah. into the movie, whether they're play a huge role or not. Is oh, I'm sure it'll be just a background he's, thing. Or he's bringing design. in the Cloud Riders, which is like uh, a very obscure reference to a comic that came out in the seventies. <laughs> so yeah, it's I just, just all I just, interesting. I love that Ron Howard understands Star Wars and that there's this big history in this huge galaxy. And, and there's he, no reason why you can't pull from the garden. He has no ego here. And he pulls yep. in these characters. And I love that. Because Unlike it's playful. The new, filmmakers. the new filmmakers are like, I have to make my mark. And it's like. Okay, do that, but you can pull in this stuff and make it more interesting and fun. Make the time. Right. Make you, the time. You can make it more fun, and you don't have to do a bunch of it. I mean, just little tidbits here and there like this kind of thing makes it fun for guys that have, you know, like us that have been around forever and ever. And it just it's, I like the fact that Bucky O'Hare is working with a T3 droid. For some reason, <laughs> that softens the blow. Yeah, that was really weird. Like, yeah, he's working with the old Republic droid. Yeah. That was uh, really cool. I uh, This is ridiculous, and I support it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's perfect for an adventure, the Star Wars yeah, adventures. Yeah, these, these, they, this series of comics, They are the yes. ridiculous. 
They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would also like to point out that the first half of the story with Luke and Leia and all their hijinks was called Mind Your Manners. And it's hard for me to ever read those words without reading them in the voice of the little uh, the little bunny rabbit with the glasses in Robin Hood that says, Mind Your Manners. I just wanted to point that out <laughs> oh, to everybody. Classic. Yeah. That, was a good, that was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so, good it, issue, it spawned uh, the hamster dance. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. No. Okay. Sit still. Yeah. So Jackson's back, guys. Awesome, Yay! right? Everybody yeah, why excited. Not? Everybody. Yeah, why not? That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, I mean, I didn't hate him. Really? I didn't really well, care. I was going to say, him. I wasn't there at the time. But he, but he, he oh, kinda I was beca- keenly aware of this character. He kind of became, yeah, he kind of became this mythic character who really didn't have a huge part at all in the, in the comic line. And he just became something fans either really, really hated or really, really liked. And it's so ridiculous. It's so above and beyond ridiculous. He became a joke, basically. Yeah, it's 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 an in joke. You know, it's it's not like we're gonna see him show up in his red and yellow uh, suit in you know the next saga film or something like that. Well, those old. I mean that that first run of. Marvel Star Wars comics were pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Jax, the, the funny thing is that the Jackson character, of course, was kind of above even the ridiculousness of <laughs> the other stuff that they were doing. So it just, I don't know. Funny. Yeah, and Dude, well, it was like the first time when I was reading a novel and uh, and realized that uh, I was reading about Lumia that I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. She has a she has a light whip. Wait a minute. <laughs> And I went and I pulled out my old comic where yeah, she first did. appeared. And I was like, holy crap, that's from the old Marvel comic. They made her real. Of course, that's all gone now. So, you know. That, yeah. If you keep well, getting guys like Ron Howard, you might get her back someday. Speaking of getting back someday, it's time. For, I don't know. Porkins, by the week. Because <laughs> we get it again. We get it back again. That's how it works. Pay it back. Get it, get it back again. I don't know if y'all know this, but Carrie Fisher played the Princess Leia. Yeah, she did. And she was yeah. also known as a script doctor in Hollywood, which is somebody who comes in and cleans up a script, makes it work a little better after it's been it's, written. Really? Because it was sick. And she worked on such films as Hook, The Ooh. Wedding Singer, Fifth oh. Act, Ooh. Lethal Weapon 3, Ooh. Young Indiana Jones, the Chronicles and not The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of good movies. That's uh, I did not know that about her. That's interesting knowledge. Hook is one of my favorite movies, man. I love yeah, Hook. Right. Yeah, the music, holy best cow, soundtrack. One of ever? the best. One mm, of the best. I can't say ever because you know Star Wars. Greatest. Soundtrack event of all time. <laughs> all time. All time. I'm just the saying. Seven minute abs. You got seven minute abs. <laughs> Robin Williams is in that. He is in that. This is Dustin Hoffman. He is like, in that. I'm like, Robin Williams was in something about Mary? What? <laughs> yeah, he was in that I too. missed that completely. <laughs> no, I, I totally skipped over what you, whatever you guys were doing. That's right. It would have been a great rumor. Speaking of which, time of rumors. Ooh. Ooh, Again. Yeah. There it is, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, boys. <laughs> bring it in. Bring it in. Jelly. 
Jeez. Rumors this week, boy. No, he just said hot. jelly. He just hot. said jelly. We're done. You can't Rumors. do that. We're done. We're done. Don't don't continue. Oh, I was shutting it down. All right. Off script. Said the magic word. Oh. No. You need it's to, our safe word. You need your salmon page. <laughs> it's our safe word. We might need safe words for this one. Okay. Ryan Johnson is going to be discussed, so we, oh, we need to use safe words. We should establish them now. Howie, do you want to take a hit of NyQuil? <laughs> I got some over here. Hey, I'll take uh, some. He's the twenty-one and it's over. Called Bush Mills. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Bush Will. <laughs> Ryan Johnson in the news weeks. Wow, boy. Well, See? boys. <laughs> there you go. He got primary. Ryan Johnson in the news this week. You know, it's funny. Boys. You've said that phrase so many times, I know. and yet it comes difficult to you. <laughs> yeah. Today. Well. Yeah. I'm I'm drinking the Bush Mills too. So. Well, boys, <laughs> Ryan Johnson in the news. So, uh, Movie Web has um, uh, an opinion piece that was put out this week, and oh, the good. subject of the <laughs> article uh, was the monumental task that Ryan Johnson has in putting out this new trilogy of films that he's been given. Okay, so for those who don't know... Which, by the way, have we heard anything about those since no. it was announced before no. the last Very Jedi little. came There out? are some quotes in this article from him, and basically he's admitted that this... I mean, they don't even really have an overarching story. Oh, sweet justice. I think all he, they've really talked about with Kathleen Kennedy at this point is just themes and ideas. Mm-hmm. There is no I'm overarching... I'm seeing the color purple. <laughs> Wait, that's that was directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody taste purple for a second? <laughs> I eat the purple the berries. They taste like burning. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, at this point, I mean, this trilogy that Johnson has been handed is in a very, very, very preliminary stage, which is yeah, no joke. Interesting <laughs> to me because. Uh, I I don't know. I would think they would before you hand somebody three films. What you think the question the question would be asked? Hey, what you got? <laughs> yeah, what you got? <laughs> you got you got you got the thirty page treatment yet? Right. You want to do a film? How about a thirty page treatment? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's literally like Themes, Ryan Johnson pulls thoughts, up at a drive through, <laughs> and uh, they said, "Welcome to Lucasfilm." Yeah, I'd like I'd like a three films. Can you supersize that? That'll be 1650. Please drive. Through. Honestly, my my take on all of this is that because before the Force Lucas Awakens came out boy. and you know all the all the division in regard to the film before all that happened, you know when they were doing the press for the film and everything, I mean Kathleen Kennedy was out there really just touting Ryan Johnson. We were hyped up. We're like, oh, this movie must be so good. Because she if was just talking him up, and they were just, she was just, and and by all accounts, I mean, it was it was a well-run set. I was say, in was hindsight, no in hindsight, from Kathleen Kennedy's perspective, it was probably like, I did not <laughs> have to take 12 Ambien to sleep yes. while Ryan Johnson was yeah, I didn't have to movie. fire anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So everything was well-run, and and I, I mean, I just think the production phase of this film prior to, to being released was a very smooth process. And I, I mean, again, this is just my take on things. I just feel like he got this trilogy just as as an attaboy 
Yeah. You know, for, hey, thank you for not giving me a heart attack. Yeah, thank for not, <laughs> thank you for not Lord Miller tranking. That's yes, right. Yeah. Exactly. So, again, my take on that could be completely wrong. But, sure uh, feels that way. Because <laughs> you don't usually does. think that a movie that would cause as much divisiveness as that one did and got the Metacritic score that it got would result in a trilogy. <laughs> right. Which, I'm just saying, I don't care whether you like the film or not. Right. Given the state of where the averages fall seem to fall, yeah. that would maybe another film. Yeah. But not a trilogy. Yeah. So now, right. ever since the film's come out and that's happened, I'm wondering, is this actually even well I, I i mean i'm kind of at a point where i'll believe it when i see it with these films yep. because they've changed so much and josh trank's film went away and you know and there's just been so many rumors and so you know i think the only thing i'm believing in right now is han solo and f9 me the only <laughs> thing the only thing i'm believing in is the dude what made pulp fiction making a star trek uh, Ooh. okay stop it Quentin Tarantino <laughs> yeah he's got a treatment they're actually talking i know Sweet. i can't wait I can't wait till they bring him into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I can't oh, wait. That'd be I awesome. can't wait for the alien race that communicates by sucking on toes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And then awesome. turns into a vampire movie. Mm-hmm. I want. You do? Vampire movie. Yeah. Star Wars vampires. Oh, that comic was great. We've already did had. It. Yeah, we've this done is it. Star Trek. Howie, Star <laughs> but, Trek. But he said, I, he said Star Wars. No. Star he said Trek pulling vampires. into Star Wars. Star Trek All right, vampires. so the crux of this this article is basically the, the again the the monumental task that Ryan Harry Johnson Potter. has in developing a new trilogy that Star is completely divorced <laughs> of the saga films. Okay, these are not going to be saga films. It's Harry Wars. These are going to be a complete from well, scratch. Who gets the kids on the weekends? <laughs> I actually am filtering them out. Believe it or not, I'm only listening to you. <laughs> right now. I'm even sitting here dreamily looking at you while you speak. Supposedly, these are completely divorced from the saga films, and this is going to be a complete new thing uh, from Good. scratch. It is all the rumors about it being uh, old Republic stuff. That's just all garbage. Mm-hmm. This is going to be completely Aww, new. So I don't like I mean, that part is, of it. What you said. This is going to be a challenge for him in the fact that okay, he cannot. He's not going to be able to draw on old legacy characters. That'd and, be a problem for JJ, maybe. What? Coming up with something original. <laughs> Burn. We got him. Oh, <laughs> nailed him to a wall. Sorry, JJ. Burn. Oh, you're the best. Yes. Yeah, so now we're not going to get invited to the premiere. So I guess, oh, I guess again. Now he hates. I me. want to talk a little bit about the challenge with you guys and what you, your thoughts are on on him creating this thing from scratch without being able to lean on legacy characters, um, and and coming up with new themes and and the challenge of. Okay, everybody's saying, uh, and the the fans of Ryan Johnson are like, oh, he's just going to take this in this great new direction and blah, blah, blah. But is he actually going to be able to create characters and situations that we're going to be talking about in 20 years? Hard no. <laughs> I'm just, I want to put that out there. Um, but first, I want to talk a little bit about a quote that actually um, Mark Hamill has in this um in this article, you know, every everything that I go through in life, I can't help but wish I had Mark Hamill's take on it, <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's what the internet tells me that Most, I want. Yeah, I know. Do you think I love the voice Mark Hamill. Get a lot of attention like right now. I love Mark Hamill, but I'm I'm getting I'm I'm passing that point where I'm kind of like okay. <laughs> I mean, he can have his opinions. Actually, we have to I, solicit him. For I them. actually heartily agree with him on this. 
It's, it's, I'm going to read the quote and then we can talk about kind of what it means. It's, it's a long one, so bear with me. So I think the potential for all the new incarnations is they can have their own identity. You can have Rogue One be a gritty war movie and Han Solo, he's a rogue and a womanizer and a gambler. There's much more comedic feel to his film. That's what I'm hoping, especially since they're standalone films. They don't have to follow the structure of a three-act play. They can be as diverse and and possible within the Star Wars universe. That's the challenge. You want to have the elements that identify them as Star Wars films with the action and the special effects and the characters and the humor. I hope they keep the humor, uh, although Rogue One was obviously pretty serious. But uh, it had the humor. <laughs> but it still had the humor, right? Uh, but have the things that people want in a Star Wars film. But then push the envelope the best you can and make as many different kinds of movies as you can. Okay, so the takeaway that I'm seeing from this is that he's recognizing something that I feel like has been lost in the saga films. And but that does he know samurai- that? I don't know if he realizes he said this or not. Yes, Yes, this Star Wars universe has confines, and there are things that define this universe. And I feel like that The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi are are too outside of that. You know, for whatever reason, Rogue One has stayed within that, that, those confines better. How did Episode 2 do? How did Episode 2... Stay within those confines. Not very well. How did Episode episode 1 do? Um, okay, make your point, man. How did it stay within the comments? <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, this, I, they, this I, point, I do feel like the, the prequel stayed within the confines better than these two films. That would be a great, like, three hour episode, like, parliamentary procedure style debate. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I, like, that's the kind of nerdy crap I would listen to to hear people, like, like actually in a, in, in a rational manner debate. Whether the prequel films stayed within the confines of Star Wars better than the sequel films. Here's the thing. They did. As much as there are things that I can't stand about, you know, the first two prequel films and stuff that really makes me roll my eyes about the third one, I I'm I'm apt to agree with you. They felt they had the feeling Look, they the, had they broke down when it came to pacing, when it came to dialogue and, right. and stuff like that, but they still had the Feeling. Just because dialogue was bad and there was bad acting and bad directing doesn't mean that it didn't stay within the confines. Mm-hmm. Now Can we define that because I've heard you guys say that a lot, and I'm having okay. a hard time. So the, uh, uh, you mean the confines? The reference that you guys are making it's versus squishy. the reference that it's, I'm making. It's really squishy. I mean, because any, I feel differently than you guys. Anybody, completely. anybody could define it in in their own way, right? You know, so it's not something that I think it's it's from fan to fan is going to be because I I feel the complete opposite. I feel like the, the sequel films are better at that than the the prequel ones. At like the like the the feel that that kind of like real just feel. Uh, you feel like they feel more like the original trilogy than the prequel films did. Yeah. Really, I think. Yeah, I well, I, I would say I, I would say that the For- I feel like the Force Awakens Especially did a better job. The of Force that. Awakens. I feel like Last yeah. Jedi was kind of. Outside that realm, I, I would I would agree. I feel like the Force Awakens was a little bit stronger than Last Jedi, but I still like. In fact, I don't even. I don't. I don't before we get down in, the rabbit hole, before we get in this too much, I mean, let's define for people that maybe don't know what we're talking about or who are maybe younger listeners. What defines the Star Wars universe? What are some of those things? I mean, one of the things that we talked about was the humor, like from Rogue One. But I see, mean, and even though I say that I feel that instinctively that the prequels have stronger, stronger humor, the humor in the prequels was mostly awful. It was bad. 
Terrible. Mostly awful. Now, I also feel like the humor in The Last Jedi was mostly awful, and I feel like the humor in uh, The Force Awakens was awkward at best. Yeah. Only the humor in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi do I really love. Agreed. I I love some of the humor in, in A New Hope, too. But there's not, yeah, dude, there's not, not as funny. much. I like it, but Remember there's not Remember when Han that, ran not... down that hall and he saw all those stormtroopers? Yeah, and yeah man. Yeah, yeah, you walk a little bit out of my Let way. me put it that way. There's, there's not Somebody's got to save our skins. There's not as much of it in there, but, I mean, it's 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 what's there is pretty good, too. Yeah. But I think I, I'm at the point where I'm like, there's more Star Wars films that don't nail the humor than there are. The, yeah. I'll agree with you there. Right. Right. So so then it com- then it comes to me it's like where can we get off saying that the humor is vital when there are so many that don't okay I also I left a film out Rogue One which Mark Hamill can say whatever he wants he's wrong um Rogue One had humor that sat really well it, did, it fit within that that movie that the, i mean the, what that movie was it fit well within that movie and even k2 was a perfect example yes. exactly k2 was a great example of a character that was humorous but not slapstick because he was actually very serious which right. made him humorous and in fact one of my favorite lines is I've got a bad feeling about this. Because <laughs> yeah, right. it was doing exactly what the old films did, but doing it on the nose and also acknowledging it in a way that made sense in the scene. I don't know. There's a word. Uh, skillfully. It did it skillfully. <laughs> yes, and all the did. other humor in, in most of the films is just stupid garbage. What a drag. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did he really just say that? <laughs> 3PO. Wipe that smile off or that look off your yeah, face. Yeah, right. I've worried look off your face. <laughs> I'm going to say this line. Drag it out as long as I can. I'm just kind of. It almost sounds like Louis Anderson in. Baskets. I mean, they were they were right to to try to insert the humor, but they're uh, they know, none of them know how to do it. Right, exactly. That's the none problem. of them know how to do it. Right. So the humor, the the right humor that fits in the right moment, which is apparently really hard, even though tons of other movies are capable Seriously. of these well, kinds I of mean, things. you look at you look at the the comedies of today. You're, no, you're right, that's, and that's a real sore spot for me that they don't right. know how to do normal comedy. No, I don't think anymore. anybody knows how to do good a comedy, skillful like a, comedy, a, a skillful, yeah. plausible right. situation comedy. Everything has to be a screwball comedy, right? Now. Exactly. Back Everything. in my day, so I mean, for me, the right kind of comedy is important. Less it's is not more. The most important, and yes, less is more. Not just less jokes. But don't right. give me so much time. Don't lay an egg and roost on it for five minutes. Drop the joke. Move on. A bad joke is funnier if you don't acknowledge it. Okay, so what else defines a That's Star true. Wars movie? Obviously, special effects have always defined has been part of the Star Wars universe. Like Shooting cutting dudes. edge. Well, that was one of the biggest things when the original Star Wars came out. Lightsabers. Was how... It did special effects. He and had how to create. Lucas had to create an, a company to create special effects yes. that had never been done before because there was nothing available at now, that time to accomplish the things that he wanted. Unfortunately, we will never get that experience now, ever again. Computers have taken away any leap forward that we do. It, there's no leap forwards anymore in special effects. It's all iterative. Some people finds a really someone will find a new creative and efficient way to do a thing, well, whether it's practical or not. Right. We can see, but see anything anything we can dream up, we can now see with a certain degree of realism. So there'll never be this, oh, how did they do that? Even if they did this amazing yeah. thing in practical effects, 
effects, the person watching goes, oh, that's pretty good CG. I actually believe that the special effects is the one thing that all the movies have done right because the original sequels have were cutting edge because there there was no such thing as those kind of special effects. Yeah. The prequels, for as much as they get ragged on now for being too pushing, reliant pushing on an it, envelope that but it, wasn't it, ready to be exactly pushed that far. they pushed an envelope so they were cutting edge and I believe actually Force Awakens and the Last Jedi Last Jedi was a gorgeous film it was the cinematography on that was just absolutely gorgeous and then even Force Awakens both of those films uh, tried to strike that balance between computer generated graphics and but pull back and maybe use more of the practical effects yeah so i mean in that in that respect they're kind of cutting edge because nobody does anymore everybody just is so i mean watch a marvel movie man it's just all cgi all the time so that brings me to the that brings me to my third qualification for uh what a star wars film requires pacing and I'm yeah. sorry, I shall invoke the name of Lucas. I shall raise my hands in the air, open the sky, and I say, yay, faster, more intense. <laughs> you know, we've made fun it, of that comment, you know, jokingly made fun of that comment until a lot. I've seen Until I've but seen Star Wars movies there, made by other people. There, it, yeah, there, it's valid. Oh, oh, guys, that's George valid. Lucas, bring him back. Okay, Lucas didn't give the actors what they need to actually perform. But the thing that he wanted, fast pace, it's got to move, 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 move. That's something that I feel like J.J. didn't, he might have known, I'm, I'm sure he knows in spirit, but I think when they were on set shooting, I think J.J. could have tightened the grip a lot, especially especially on Harrison Ford. You think maybe Harrison we'd have Ford delivered lines like a freaking drunk-ass, medicated old man who could bear, I mean, he might as well have been Carrie Fisher in a man's No suit. wonder he said faster and more intense all the time. It's I, like, I, he's, he's surrounded by people who are slow. I, well, yeah, especially in their <laughs> old forms. They're Why even so slower. Slow? But I mean, hey, can I see that? That's not a Star Wars line. It's give me that. No, we would have cut the the movie down in half. I know if it had been faster, more intense. Especially the Last Jedi, which suffers yeah. from pacing issues, something fierce. So uh, it's got to be boom, boom. I mean, we. It's so awkward. Those like all those big like circle wipes and stuff like that, and, and everything. But part of it was just like, all right, cut to it. Boom. We're not going to do, you know, just. Yeah. We're just, it's scene to scene to scene. It's line to and line he, to line. You didn't boom, really boom, have boom, the boom. camera sitting on one thing for very long. Yeah. That, that's a, one of the points I was going to make is yeah. that, especially the original trilogy, that they were masters at that. Because I think one of the things that Lucas at the time realized and maybe didn't see it as a strength, and maybe he saw it as a weakness because he wanted to do more, look at the prequels, mm-hmm. um, but was that, okay, we have limits in terms of our special effects, so we need to we need to pan and Whiz sweep right and past get it. past. And, and, and and, and we're not making a movie for the sake of the spectacle. We're making a movie that's character-driven and story-driven. Yeah, and so everybody who's watching, you know, the camera just wipes past something, and your brain fills in the gaps, and it's like a horror yeah, film. It, what you don't see is more effective. And yes. maybe they uh, uh, unwittingly fell upon that and not realized what they had. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But that's, it's, that's indicated by the, the special edition for, Jabba scene. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, all the extra. Yeah, like, right. Look at my gums. They're dripping with CG goo. <laughs> yeah. Boba right. Fett's hitting on a girl for some reason. Because he's a ladies man. No, apparently. but to me, that's one of the one of the, the best things about, especially the original ones. The other ones, uh, the, the newest films have done that better, but the prequels are terrible at it was, but just moving, moving along, move, pacing. This yep. goes back to what you're saying is we don't need, you know, big sweeping, slow, you know, cascading, 
you know, shots and all that stuff. We just move it, move it, move it. Move I want to go. I want to circle back to the comedy real quick. Uh, no jokes. This isn't the freaking Big Bang Theory. Don't say right. a line and wait for a laugh. Yes. You want wit, not yes. jokes. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a difference. And there it is has a difference. to be sharp as a tack well, and the, fast. The, uh, the jokes that they're coming out with today, not just no the, one writes jokes. Yeah, it's it's it makes them sound stupid. It it does. It makes me feel like it makes me feel like the writer thinks I'm stupid. Enough to yeah. find that entertaining. Well, it, it, the thing I, I find most endearing about characters that I love is their wit. Yes, the fact that they can come up with these you know thoughts on the fly. I mean, and here's and, here's two you know, examples. Banter I mean, back and forth. Here's two examples. Last Jedi. One one of the sore spots for me is the the crank phone call at the beginning of Last Jedi. Yeah, to me that was a joke. A lot of people love it, but that's one of the things that the more I watch it, the more I don't. To more, I mean, it was just uh, specifically written to be a joke. Mm-hmm. Now go back to Empire Strikes Back and look at Han and Leia's relationship. You know, when when Han is they're visiting Luke, he just got out of the back the tank and and Han banter, is like, banter, 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 he's banter. like you know i just don't think you can let a gorgeous guy like me out of your sight yeah. you know stuff like i mean it's it's a it's jokey but it's more wit than it is a joke and they're intentionally nip, knitting at each other yes right it, yeah it's the banter between leia and han that makes that movie enduring great and funny mm-hmm <laughs> yeah, you know it's. It, I oh, can't. Yeah, I can't say the same between Hux and Poe. You can't. You, you can't it, it, and like Leia serves. Leia is the sharp wit that like angry right. wit. Han is the like tumbling into <laughs> sarcastic. Wit. Yeah. And and Luke is the straight man that you get the facial expressions in response to it. Yeah, the laid yes. back arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's the one who interrupts the pace of of their banter. Right. And and later on, it's three PO who does that. And and I want to like tell that. you what. I have. I don't like three PO anymore. Aww, <laughs> at all. Three PO. Not. I mean, I liked him in the original. Did Anthony movies. Daniels poop in your parade? But I do not like. <laughs> I don't like Daniels. how they've been writing for him. No, and how he's been yeah. acted. It, I agree. And how he's in the books or any of it. No, they really? they use three PO as a crutch. He, yes, he's like. Well, they've been relegated to pro. Well, in, in Anthony Daniels' words, they've been relegated to just. Uh, oh, what did he call set dressing? Yeah. That's what now, he, what did he call Kenny Baker? He called mascot. A, a mascot. Really? Yeah, that's oh, kind of what man. they are anymore. Seriously, that's and it's sad. <laughs> it is. Because there's no reason Very why the droids should be that. It kind of makes you miss the whole when when uh, Lucas you say, well, really the whole the whole story is about these two droids. That wish it yeah, was. It is. And, you're, and now I'm kind of like you know I used to call BS on that a little bit, but now that it's not that, yeah, I, I'm kind of mad about it. I get passing the torch to the people, and I get bringing in BB-8 and stuff like that. I don't get ignoring those characters. I really don't. Well, there's no reason to kill off. RGD two, but now C-3-3-0. we're just we're just again we're criticizing yeah. the, the most recent films. I mean, I think but I, that to me that was part of the you talk about the oh yeah the, you would rather feel. have more of the, the the way the droids were portrayed in the original trilogy. Which by the way, what were they doing? Bantering, and they yeah. were bantering so well that to you only other. had to understand one half of I the know, conversation. Amazing. Right. <laughs> That's Same how well written it was. I mean, it might have been the same way. Yeah, exactly. Han and Chewie, same way. You only had to hear one half of the conversation and it was still witty. Laugh it up, fuzzball. (laughs) Where did you dig up that old fossil? (laughs) Boy, you said it, Chewie. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Uh, It's witty in and of itself. And that's all that's gone. Yeah. Now yeah. it's just walk running around in the leaky wet diaper suit. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pee. 
type of visual jokes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Slapstick yeah. and visual jokes. There's no wit anymore. But that's the thing. Like we were saying, I don't know that there's anybody left in Hollywood who knows how to write wit. I really don't because where I, I guess I don't see enough borderline comedies that are like dramedies to get it. I mean, there are a few direct writer directors who can do it really well. I mean, obviously like Wes Anderson, although he's got a few real turds out there. Some of his movies are some of those brilliant bantery wit I've ever heard in my life. And it's so dry, but I don't want to see well, a Wes Anderson Star Wars I, I, film. I, I, you hate, know? I hate to say this, but are we as a society kind of, witless does that is that over some people a, a majority of the people's heads does that not sell i, I don't uh, think it's right over now. people's i don't think it's over people's heads but i don't think anybody's doing anything that attracts people and part of it is i think the block we're in the blockbuster era right it's all about blockbusters and indies and there's nothing in between there's triple a and there's single a there's no double a anymore and uh and, and i think that may be this might be part of that like who's actually challenged to kind of aim for the middle you know i'm sorry tommy boy may be a screwball comedy but there's some of the most brilliant dialogue ever in that film that was well done you know you don't get those you don't get that in any new comedy that even tries to be that they don't even i don't think close not in quality but just they don't write a script that matters i don't think there's anybody in hollywood that has wit I'm worried about that. I know it's not true because there's TV shows that I watch where I see bits oh, of it. Okay, TV is much does a much better job of it than the movies. Yeah, do. it's it's it, I I don't. I'm sorry, I but I think if if you ask most people, TV is where most people are gravitating anyway. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You know, Netflix I mean, everybody. And yeah, and net, the advent of Netflix and binge watching and and you can you know when you've got a series and you can do and and I also like that that TV series now. Are like ten to twelve episodes, thirteen episodes. Yeah, I don't. You know the 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 era of the twenty four episode season, the okay. network TV, not needed. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Garrick might not like this. I don't know, uh, but I'm, I'm gonna like tell you it. right now a perfect example of a movie that has the right kind of humor. I like it that I want from a Star Wars film. It's not like a Star Wars film, but bright. Mm, the banter between Uncle funny. Owen and Fresh Prince. Uh, in that movie has a lot of exactly the type of wit that I want well, out of a Star Wars. And I'll film. tell you, I've talked about this before, but Voltron. Oh, the, really? The new Netflix, the new uh, newer version. Series, yeah. yeah, it's it's that it, exactly. Really? Absolutely. That's probably Voltron. the it's biggest thing that would attract me to that. Hmm. that it's it's if you ever watched uh, um, uh, Avatar. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. The last, last Airbender. Yeah, there's there's a, a lot of those writers in the oh. Voltron series, and, and it's that same kind of wit. Similar. Yep, the animations are very similar, but yeah, that witty, you know, hmm. comedy is is all over that. Repartee. You can I, I, well when I was wa- first watching it, I'm like, man, this really reminds me of Avatar mm-hmm. as far it as does, that yeah. feel. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's why. I mean, it, you can take it back to its most basic form when you go back to the honeymooners and you listen when. Uh, Oh, I can't remember. And the characters' names now are completely lost on me. You're talking about lost? I remember Norton. But Not. I mean, when you when when you had the wife just laying into the husband, and then him just doing his big booming responses. But every time she speaks, she speaks this fast. Every time, and she get right up into him, and she tell him exactly what's wrong. I tell you, you're all wet. 
you know, and then he would respond with just this big booming thing. But there was a, there was, it's a, it's a cat and mouse. Mike should know this. It's something that came out of vaudeville. Trixie, Trixie's one of them. Uh, that was Norton's wife. Yeah, Norton's wife. Yeah, but I can't. Yeah, I can't. Remember. But uh, yeah, for whatever reason, I can't remember the main characters' names right now. But it was, it's a give and take. It's a give and take. It's like the pace changes based on who's talking and stuff like that. There's a whole art form around it. It was all born out of vaudeville. This was theater for decades was built on this and it's gone. Just poof. Like yeah. the nineties the ended and it just disappeared completely. I don't know why that happened. I don't know. Millennials. I don't know. I Jim Carrey. I don't know, no, I don't know. Because Jim Carrey no, has, no, has no, done I'm, plenty of it, too. Well, that's the thing, though. Dumb and Dumber look, has that. You look at those those stupid comedies like Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. and you see the brilliance in the comedy yeah. that you do not see today. No. Yeah. Yeah, there's something different between a Jim Carrey Dumb and Dumber and a Will Ferrell uh, Talladega Nights. I love Talladega Nights. It makes me laugh my butt off. Right. But we lost there's something that we that was it wasn't needed for talladega nights but what i'm saying is we still have the talladega talladega night style comedies mm-hmm. we, don't have, kind of, we don't have we don't have the dumb and dumber and yeah. we don't have the tommy well, boy you know we I don't, don't think, have we don't have freaking money pit we don't have any of those movies well, you look at guardians those, of the galaxy that was funny Mm, I would say Guardians of the Galaxy it's is probably skirting that line. The, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's right there, but it's still as the second movie suggested, they don't know what they but did. You right look the at all those time. comedians like uh, Robin Williams mm-hmm. and Jim Carrey, like they did serious films yeah. too. Yeah, and a lot of the comedians today, I don't know that they do serious films like they, that. They do. Well, you know, Will Ferrell does serious films, but, but I, I, I like Will Ferrell. Yeah, I, I know you do, but. Um, but I like his serious stuff better than his. So okay, the 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 razor sharp wit, the pacing. Uh, what was our third thing? Uh, uh, no, special effects. Special effects. And, right. So, is that it? Oh, I don't know. I mean, anything else that you? I mean, lightsabers. Well, the force, the mysticism. Oh, kyber is, crystals. Um, is, I don't need but, the mysticism in a Star Wars. Yeah, film. I don't know. I mean. Yes and no. Empire. I mean, Stri- I mean uh, Empire Strikes Back. Without every scene on Dagobah. Here's still a solid okay. Film. Here's here's the thing with the mysticism. the The best part of the Force is when we didn't know a whole lot. I mean, yeah. the most that we knew in the original series was through Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. and all that stuff was was just really very basic, like little sayings and and whatnot. Let it flow that, through you. Yeah. Done. It's yeah. Exactly. Very very. You know sanitized and not very descriptive and we didn't get into too much detail and that brought uh, a a mysticism to the force that was made it intriguing and you know you're just always even when we got into the eu most of the writers wouldn't try to put the force in a bucket they would take the force and spin it in new ways yes rather than trying to concentrate on okay 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 You know, we need like we need the origins. We need the sacred texts. We need this blah, blah, blah. Instead, it's like this guy can't move shit. Right. But he can make (laughs) you think he did. Right. And you're like, okay. You know, it was like literally like it would just manifest, manifest itself in different ways. Yeah. They never got too specific about it. And I mean, in the ways, I mean, toward the end, even, I mean, 
I found the ways that they were pushing were interesting, like the whole idea of, I mean, because we had always thought of the, the force as light and dark, but then there toward the end, they were kind of doing the gray and yeah. walking the middle line and Vergeer. And, and that was cool. I mean, when they started kind of getting into that depth, that was one of the, yeah. that was some of the better parts of the Yuuzhan Vong yes. series, the the new Jedi Order. But like, even like for, for, for a hot minute in the Jedi Academy trilogy, they started like playing with the force, mixing with technology. Yeah, well, I you know, that. yeah, and, the paddles, and, and then everybody suddenly <laughs> shoom, got away from it. And the force went back to being its own thing. Yeah, and we weren't going to make some like force machines and stuff like that. <laughs> right. I feel like right now, a comic book writer could just totally just go do that. I would. I would not be comic surprised. Books. At all. Like if we just suddenly have a book and there's like some machine fueled by the force or something, something that just doesn't. It just falls out the side. You know, rolls the window down too far and just falls out. Right. And 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 I, I don't have faith oh, right now in anybody to because again these confines aren't hard and fast well, but you you the people behind them all kind of have to have a group understanding. I, I feel like I think I feel like a big part of it for me is the focus isn't on the characters and the people and the relationships anymore. It's more on the gimmicks. Or, yeah, it feels like pieces moving on a board. Than yeah. it, more than it does a story of something of, of these characters of these people. Yeah, because that's what the original uh, trilogy did for me. Is I was really invested in these characters. Yeah. from the very beginning, and it. I mean, the force was awesome, but it was just this thing that was there that the the mysticism There's of a, it, and then weren't, we weren't focused on the force. Right. It was there. It's the diversity of the characters, all the different yeah. characters, yeah. all their individual personalities, and the one thing that um. You kind of build from from that original uh, trilogy is that uh, the the universe starts to grow, and one of the things that I appreciate most, one of the things I love about Dave Filoni and what we're hearing about what Ron Howard is doing and what they did with Rogue One, yeah. is those filmmakers and even the comic book writers and everybody, the people that are willing to reach into the well and take out the little bits and pieces that. Um, have already been established and that throws the bone to mm -hmm. the guys like us that, you know, have been around a long time and, and, and love to see that stuff. Those guys are the ones that are most interesting to me and because they, to me, that's part of this work working within this universe because there's all this great stuff that's already happened. Let's pull in the little bits and pieces and the nuggets, you know, into your, you know, story that you're telling, you know, to, I don't know. It just, it makes it ring true mm -hmm. to me. Now, what is happening with the saga films again this is my opinion is that you know we've got filmmakers now that they want to make their own mark and they want to make it their own and what concerns me about what you know i'm hearing you know from well just the last jedi and 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 ryan johnson taking you know moving forward with his new trilogy and all that stuff is that i almost get a sense of you know, I, I, for, you know, kill the past, you know, all these themes about killing the past and, and let's uh. kill off the old characters and all that stuff. You know, I, 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 I worry that we're going to kill off too much yeah. of the universe yeah, yeah. to trudge a new path forward. And I, and I feel like if they forget where this originated and don't pull in those nuggets and bits that it's going to eventually die. I feel like we've also completely lost the definition of an antihero. Yeah, you're never gonna get Indiana Jones again. I don't care if you can, you know, 
clone Harrison Ford and have him be years younger because we don't know how to do an anti-hero anymore. Well, we'll see how Han, the solo film comes. I'm just <laughs> saying, well, he might actually be a, that might work out. That might, I'm hoping that works fingers. out. I'm crossing my fingers, but I mean, more often, I mean, look, I mean, like how often is Finn on his butt rubbing his head and, or, you know, just dazed and out of it where the anti-hero is someone who's actually capable but they have comically bad luck of people outsmarting, outwitting, or just luck of the draw. Bad shit happens to them, you know? Uh, and I agree. I, I, I really feel like the, the Finn character, especially in this movie, I mean, they set him up, you know, in Force Awakens. And then, you know, in Last Jedi, he just has this little side mission thing. I think what you're hitting on is is a good point that Finn he could should be, be so an much awesome anti hero, right. but instead he's an idiot with questionable morals. Seriously. Seriously. But he would be the best anti hero, the guy who's just trying, whether or not it's just for Ray's sake I, or not. Yeah. He's just trying to do the right thing. But, like, think about, like, instead of, like, Finn, like, you know, taking a bonk on the head and spilling on his butt and looking dizzy and having birdies wandering around his head. Think about the kind of, th- like, like Finn standing at a table trying to outwit some, like, some alien merchant, but just every word he gets out, the ones one step ahead of him to the point where he's just, damn it, you know, like, but, like, super fast pace would actually fit the character a lot more than just continually throwing him against the wall or having him electrocuted by a little you know lady uh tech running down watching well, the escape I, pods and i think and, a great example for me is in uh when jj rebooted star trek and you had kirk running through the enterprise yeah. with numb tongue yep Hit that, that whole scene with Kirk and McCoy where, where Kirk's trying to accomplish something and McCoy's just trying to treat him. So they're both, they have completely different goals. They're running in the same direction and bad stuff just keeps happening and they have to keep adjusting still with completely different goals. Mm-hmm. In mind, they both have to keep changing what they're yeah, trying and that to do. Pacing was perfect. Yes, it was a brilliant scene, despite how maybe maybe hardcore Trekkies wouldn't have liked how slapsticky it was. Right, the pacing was brilliant. The 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 concept of putting that of putting those characters together with opposed not opposing but non parallel goals. Where is anything anything with that nuance? In, That's in Star of, Wars now. One of the things I loved about the Finn character in The Force Awakens, where I thought they were setting him up to be, was I loved the fact that, you know, I mean, he basically he got drawn into the resistance mm. through Ray because he just like was enamored with Ray. I yeah. loved that, that he was just, you know, geez, you know, I, there's a, something about this something. girl. I'm, dra- I'm drawn to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also loved that on the other side of it, this guy just wanted to get away. Mm-hmm. He just, he was like, I'm, I don't know what you're doing. I don't want, I'm, I ain't going back to Jakku. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, get, I, we need to get away from, as far away from this and, and, you know, that sounds like Han to it me. It does. That's what I loved about and him because they were setting him up to should have be, been. He right. should have been, he should have been the Han Solo of good intentions. Agreed. Agreed. Whereas Han Solo was like, he was the Han Solo of selfish intentions and then relented and joined the group. Finn should have been the Han Solo of good intentions. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to try to outsmart and outswagger these situations, but I'm just gonna keep having the luck that prevents me from doing it as successfully as I could. Instead, he's just a pincushion. You know what? That's why I, I, you know, I go back, you know, to what was said about how in the Last Jedi his character was originally supposed to have the mission with, um, with Poe. Yeah. And I just keep thinking, you know, 
Man, they they should have done it that way. I would have loved some some po bro, and Finn. Yeah, some bro, bro time. Yeah. yeah, some bro and Finn time. I mean, yeah, going bro out. and Finn. Yeah, <laughs> bro and, and snap. <laughs> Don't forget snap. Bro, Deuteron. <laughs> the bro stuff. your snap. I just I just really feel like that there was an opportunity wasted there by creating that new character Rose. You know, because I feel like you could have, okay, we've got two established characters. Let's put them in this situation and let their characters grow well, and, and, and we interact don't, off we of Honestly, each other. we don't need any more characters in that this trilogy. I tend to we agree, need, man. We need to I, establish, or we need to continue to invest in the characters that you've already created. Other, I mean, what did you have liking, in the original trilogy? You had Luke, Leia, and Han, and then you got Lando thrown in there at some point. That was pretty much and, it. And that's how you get invested, yeah. because you're with them the whole time. You're not going back yes. and forth And with you could game. argue right. that Land, you know, Kelly Marie Tran is the Billy D. Williams analog. But... I will say, and I, is JJ uh, going to handle just, her that way? I don't though. just want to bag Last Jedi. <laughs> That's not what I'm out to do. But the, and we were talking about this before we record. The more I get away from it, the more or the more I get away from the release and trying to watch film, I'm struggling with appreciating the character of Rose. I like Kelly Marie Tran. I like what she did with it. Yeah, sure, I agree. There's some great potential there, but I the character ends up just being a whiny. <laughs> Like idealistic, naive they've person. Dumbed her, they've who, done that character. Who down. thinks that fixing a situation is crashing their ship into another one? I mean, it's literally. I was. It, it may yeah. be up for dumbest mm. character ever, and I don't want to say that because again, I liked her performance. Yeah, yeah. We're not. You're not talking about her. I, it may be the it's, dumbest character ever written. It's. See the the, the problem writing. the problem that you had, and this is one of the things I'm going back to maybe you know defining what the Star Wars universe is. Yeah, you know, and I, let's I think in the original trilogy, the the stories between A New Hope, Empire, and Jedi, I mean, they were pretty straightforward. You didn't go off on a lot of different tangents, and I think that's one of the things that mm. that new film, I mean, that the prequel suffered with, especially, um, but even Force Awakens and. Um, and Last Jedi, they're just going in too many different directions. Yeah. And I think I would prefer I don't, I don't, a story that's a little more linear and straightforward and that you're you're focusing on, uh, you know, the couple two, maybe a third situation. A you third, know? No, I, 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 I think that you can have three branches easy. In fact, I, requ- I prefer three branches. I prefer, and I, I said that when I read the Zahn novels. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's three-branch story. Three-branch story. I love a three-branch Star Wars story, and that's what I used to value a lot, and I hated the ones that were just one story all the way through, right? Um, But they have to be parallel. They have to be going towards the same end goal. And one of the things with The Force Awakens is that The Force Awakens didn't feel like a three-branch story, even though it technically kind of was, arguably. Uh, The Last Jedi... It had trouble with the parallel part where when, you know, Rose right. and Finn Not take everybody's off, converging it's literally, to the same thing. It's literally, okay, pump the brakes. This has to wait for yeah. this to resolve. Right. Everything's yeah. going this way, and all of a sudden, that's going that way, yeah, as and, opposed to everybody converging on the same point. Yeah, yeah. And so, and that's usually kind of the magic of the third act. And this is just writing in general. I don't care whether you're writing for stage or play. Is that the third act is where you see how it all comes together. Right. Instead, in The Last Jedi, we were just waiting from the beginning of the second act for everything to come back together. So it, that was kind of, a, I think that's kind of a rookie mistake, frankly, on a, on, a, on a picture that big. But since Star Wars, I think, really requires the parallels, 
to be Star Wars, you've got to have more than just one story going. And that's actually something where in the prequels, uh, it felt disingenuous. You know, it's like, oh, okay, here's Obi-Wan uh, riding the lizard creature again. Okay, oh, yeah. it's been a while. I'd forgotten about that because it doesn't matter at all in any way whatsoever. <clears throat> and then, oh, he killed Grievous. Okay, I guess that was an arc that was important. Oh, Anakin's eating an apple. Yeah, like it, it got to the apple. point where you felt like it was just <laughs> it was doing it just to do it, not because there were important stories that needed to be told. The, that's and that, I think that's a lot of filmmaking today. Now mm-hmm. we do but, something because oh, we have an idea and that would be cool to fit this in somehow. Yeah. Now let's go back to Empire, the greatest movie of all time. That all these films should easily be better than, but aren't. Uh, <laughs> Empire's Empire, got the three arcs, right? You got, follow Luke, you, you follow Han and Leia, and you follow Vader. Exactly. And all three are essential. Right. Because this whole Jedi thing, we got to know a little more about it, and Luke's got to grow in order to face Vader, right? right? Vader, we need to understand as a villain, and so we're seeing all of his angry sides and the fact that he's willing to take out his own allies just to get to you know to the good guys here. Right. And then you've got uh, Han and Leia who are just trying to effing survive. Right. You know, and going back to C3PO shut off for half the the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think another thing that makes Star Wars feel like Star Wars to me is for the most part, a singular villain. You know, that deserves a lot of consideration because so many times we've had throwaway villains thrown at us, which I think is what was that's something I haven't heard in all in all of the different opinions about how Snoke was took out i haven't heard a lot of people point out the fact that they just mauled us again yeah. they just grievous us again like the two in, the, in the prequel trilogy is a thing we've literally openly made fun of george they lucas duped for doing. Us. they duped us <laughs> yeah <laughs> they they, they us. it's the it's the george lucas thing that everyone complained about in the prequel trilogy that went right and did now. i don't care about villains the villains you know i care about I mean, you're I care the about, one villain. You're right. Yeah, I, the I, singular villain. You make me not care about the villains because you throw too many at me. And the only villain I've been into for these new films is Kylo. And I'm honestly not that. I'm into not that him. into Kylo because of a lot of other reasons. But Hux is a I want to be Kylo. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a horrible job. Like he's, a, he's not even a villain to me. He's not. He's just he's a Keystone cop. And then, yeah, you got the way you had Snoke, but now you don't. But that's, I think, you know, for me, the original trilogy, I was fearful of Vader. And the fun thing about that is when they brought the Emperor in, the only reason why the Emperor was a, was, was a badass was because Vader served him. Yes. That's the only thing that like, made the oh, Emperor crap. scary. I'm scared of Vader like, and he's serving him. For the first time anybody sees Return of the Jedi, you're waiting the whole time to see what Crinkly McOldman is going to do and then he just busts out lightning from his fingers? Oh yeah. my god! You know? Yeah. I mean, you gotta think, they, they had to do something big like that to show you something that you've never seen before to show, yeah, this guy is that powerful. You know, we're we're playing it up, and we're gonna we're gonna have a payoff. You're gonna know he's powerful because Vader serves, and we'll pay it off when he starts shooting lightning out his fingers and torturing everybody. And, but you know what? That was one scene. Yeah, yeah. They it wasn't the whole. No, but the flavor of the weak villains is just a weakness. Yeah, it's just a weakness, and it's going on five movies straight now. Well, you know, Rogue One had its own villain, but it was the villain for those. 
you know, the, the villain in Rogue One wasn't Vader. It wasn't Tarkin. It wasn't anybody else. It was Krennic. Yes. Yeah. And he was a villain that you could understand. And he was an he interesting was a villain. villain. That, he was an interesting villain because <laughs> he wasn't you see, all powerful. You see exactly how he was exploited and how he was trying to get ahead. You see all that stuff, and then it's it's capsulated with the heroes, you know. Yeah, and and, and, the, and the, it really didn't have much to do with the Force. Hmm. Yeah, except uh-huh. for Kyber crystals, but um, <laughs> Kyber crystals. <laughs> Kyber. At the I'm one with the force time. and the force is with me. Oh. <laughs> Great you, character. Telling you. Good stuff. We've named a lot of things. And like, you know, like we said earlier at the beginning of this conversation, it, to, to every fan, what they need out of Star Wars is going to be different. Yeah, sure. But like I said, when I sat down and I read this on trilogy for the first time and realized what I, what I was able to do, it's not that I created all of this for myself, that I created all these needs and wants. I sat down and I read his books and I saw what he was. I could feel what he was doing to recreate the films on a page. And what that did is it showed me that someone had thought this through. Someone had identified those pieces. And so the things that I define have a lot to do with what he defined, you know, and, and, and I realized that it, those were the things that are also valuable to me. And I don't feel that I, that's, you know, I've said in weeks past, I've said, I'm feeling kind of weird with my whole relationship with star Wars anew. I still feel the same way. I always have about old, you know, the past of star Wars, but going forward, I don't have a lot of faith that those things that I valued are any, are any longer valuable to the franchise. Well, so that I'm, kinda, I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at now. That kind of circles back to, you know, the crux of the discussion is, or what started the discussion was, you know, Ryan Johnson taking on this new trilogy and the challenges that he faces. And do we and, feel uh, like he can do the things that we each and one of us? Need? No, that's that's what I, I am worried about that. I got to say, personally, I'm worried that, you know, I, I one of my criticisms of The Last Jedi is I felt like that he kind of wanted to trudge out and, and make his own film. And I, to, in my opinion, it feels too disjointed from The Force Awakens. Now, maybe that changes since he's got his own trilogy and he can create a, a unified vision for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my that's my my criticism of the sequel trilogy is that uh, it doesn't feel unified to me. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe he can do that. But I think he's got a huge challenge on him to create because he can't. I mean, these the, you know, all the legacy characters are dead now. You know, he's got a huge challenge to create new characters that we're going to care about and I still, but, I still think he could potentially oh i'm not saying he can't from, do it one of his main characters played by joseph gordon levitt i'm just saying <laughs> he can do it we've got new new characters now in like you know the comics like you know the afras that we love and, and, Afra. and yeah and different characters like that it can be done you know we've all got our new favorites you know in this stuff so i'm but not no, saying, I'm it saying can't the, be done, you but, could you could potentially pull from from legends, but put it in a, in a different kind of. That, scenario. I'm hoping that he's willing to do that. Yeah, I, don't I guess is what will. I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know because I feel like Man. I feel like he's too focused on I want to create my own thing, 
And that's that's yeah, what I feel like. That's I would, what I let don't me like to that. see. I think in, he's too focused on creating something wholly new. Yes. I mean, when you say I want to create my own thing, yes, it's the it's the same thing. It insinuates an egotism. There may be it might be part like an un, an unknown, unexpressed egotism, and it may be. But I mean, Ryan Johnson's a pretty sincere dude. It may yeah. just be just this like whimsical desire. Like I, I shouldn't say. I want whimsical. something brand new for Star Wars. Yeah, that, like like uh, oh new 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 new, and it's like it's yes. Like, I don't. Yes, I don't. But if you suck at new, draw right. from old. Yes. Well, even even then, I still think even if you're trying to create a new thing, being able to like I said earlier, bringing it. You don't have to bring in everything, but just a nugget here and a nugget there. I mean, it just. Like I said, Dave Filoni to me is the master at that. He knows you know? how to make a little go a long way. Exactly. I mean, he's creating stories that are interesting if you've never been a fan before. Completely breaking canon. He's break he's baking a whole new canon cake, breaking all the canon eggs, but you know what he's doing? Folding in a little canon spice. Again, Folding it, in a little canon spice. Yes. And and I guess Put a to me, candle to me the the path forward is not Throwing out the old and, com- and completely, like you're saying, wholly making something new. The path forward is creating a new story, but bringing in the familiarity for the it, older fans. I mean, you want to appeal to new fans and older fans. It's not just fans. It's continuity. Yeah. I, well, if you have to right. sit and make a pivot point, if you have to fold the paper in half so that you know where to fold, you know, and to make everything a little easier, go this direction, that direction. You're literally escaping the most valuable thing for anybody who makes something in a franchise, existing franchise, is the threads of continuity. Not necessarily the JJ script plot of continuity that he did for Force Awakens. That's too much. But the threads of it, folding in the little things, it's the most valuable thing you already have. It really is when you think of a franchise as a whole, because, and I didn't think of it this way until you started making your comment there. You're welcome. But <laughs> but um it's uh, you know i'm thinking it from the perspective of throw us those bones for the old guys but it's you know what that. you need to throw in the bone for the new fans too that get into it and they start loving and they it start discovering these yes things. they go back and how like, oh great my is gosh. it when you would discover those things in legends i never exactly. noticed that yes. oh my gosh that's right. really cool yes and we're 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 you guys we're both just said oh my that. gosh <laughs> right after each other it was amazing <laughs> bra it blew my mind she Willikers. <laughs> well, we're running pretty long here, so what else is on the list? Yeah, we'll get through a couple of these real quick. Real quick, um, finding out now that Clint Howard <laughs> is going to be joining the cast. Of course, he is. solo. This is actually the only thing I wanted from Opie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Bring in my favorite Star Trek actor, Clint Howard. <laughs> My favorite repeat Adam Sandler film featured actor, Clint Howard. My favorite makeup effect artist on various movies such as The Grinch and Stole Christmas, Clint Howard. He's, he's another. He's just another Star Trek alum that's coming over to Star Wars. That's right. all right. Great. I'm still love all. it. One 1960s era tertiary quadruciary character at a time. I did. I mean, this was something I didn't know I needed until I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> if if I can play spot the Clint in a movie, I'm happy. That was always like my favorite part about Ron Howard was I know he's gonna get a good movie, right. but like I also get to play get spot Clint the Clint. Howard. 
<laughs> and awesome. Then, and then Apollo 13 comes out, and, here, and here's Ron Howard's entire extended family. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. You're taking the sport out of <laughs> So, yes, I'm excited about Clint Howard. Last item we have, and we can hit on this real quick. Um, apparently, there was some casting that's been announced for Ep9. So we got some F9 news going oh, sorry. on. Oh, <laughs> sorry. All right. So don't get too excited about this because I, this is pretty rumory. At this I just point. peed everywhere. <laughs> okay. Gross. So apparently, apparently JJ, and, and this is this is from a Reddit thread, right? The the home, the greatest news event <laughs> of all time. <laughs> okay. Take this with a grain of salt. All right, because this is all very rumory. But at this point, but rumory. apparently. Apparently, uh, JJ and the writer um, are casting, casting director. JJ, casting, casting director, director. Okay, are looking for a female, forties to fifties. Yeah, forties to fifties of some sort, which is leading to speculation that they are trying to cast. No, the code name is is what I don't know. I don't know the specifics of this. Story. This website that everyone else is sourcing. Yeah. Says, and it's not a casting website. It's just reporting this. Yeah. Says that the the name on the call sheet or whatever or, uh, with a casting sheet is. Right. Mara. What? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, to bring a little more potential credence to this, it is it is uh, recently been reported, like the last few days, that... Uh, they are. They have announced. JJ and uh, the 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 crew has announced that they are done with the final script, and casting is now set to begin for Ep Nine, like <laughs> April nineteenth. This is being reported. So, it could be the best movie ever. Who knows? My parents, they were just drunks. Hey, who are you calling a drunk? And then silhouetted in a doorway. Okay, purple so lightsaber. What Corey Corey's referring to me. What Corey's referring to is the retcon of yeah, as the retcon of Ray. Um, she didn't really have boozy parents. She's actually the child of Luke Skywalker and, and Mara Jade. Naturally, <laughs> <laughs> you got. I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you shouldn't be able to keep a straight face because Do we have I would have fanboy I would have yes, I would have put up with this if we were still going toward the Force Awakens. Yeah. Now that we're talking about Eb Three, I'm like in your dreams, but he's all over the place. Yeah, in he right yeah, now? I'm, are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't know we're Don't talking worry about, about it. You'll hear it when you listen. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> the third movie in the trilogy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna say it would be great if they learned their lessons and said, you know what? Maybe we should start piss stop pissing off half of the most hardcore fans. Well, maybe, maybe. I I, I am. Um, I know that JJ. I know him personally. Um, nice. He's taking this to heart. You know, and and he told me that uh, Mara's going to be in it. I find it a little odd. Nice. This website, uh, you and know, if you it, believe me, you're this website that's reporting this is, of course, wrong. leaning heavily into the Mara Jade thing. But all they also they were very careful in their wording to say that uh, episode nine is getting ready to be in filming and things like that. But say that Disney has put out a casting call for a woman forty to fifty name the care and the character name is Mara. No, no. What's it? You know, there's other movies that Disney. They didn't say Lucasfilm. They said Disney. 
And I would like to point out that it is currently known that in the the live action version of Aladdin, which has just done principal casting in the last month or so, yeah. uh, the they are adding a character that will be uh, Jasmine's mother, and her name Aram is Mara. Oh no, no, it Aram. is Mara. Oh, that's same name. Yeah. So, and who do you think they would call? How old do you think that woman would be? Probably 40s, 80. 50s. Nothing in 80, yeah. So, anyway. Definitely 80. I, I think that this A lot could, more plausible. This to me. could just be a click uh, click generator based on a kernel of nope, plausible deniability. More likely face. a click generator, but yeah. It's fun to it talk is. about. But a lot of people, right, back. a lot of people are sourcing it. They're back. Play the button. Get She's on. back. Garrick, back. Garrick, get it out of your mind, buddy. <laughs> it they, is not going to happen. They, even uh, if they put Mara on the it call has sheet, to, Mike. Even if it they put to. Mara on the call sheet, you know that it would just be even a I trolling. Am, even IMDb has put name. it up on their site. They have. Oh, legit. No, they have. <laughs> <laughs> Play the button. I'm not pressing that button. I'm not pressing it for you he's or gonna, anybody. He's not going to press it until he actually sees the movie and Mara is in it. Yeah, it would take that much to convince me. I would say it was all BS otherwise. Is the so, trailer out yet? The Mara Solo. No, no, no. Well, gentlemen, I'm glad to have left everybody with a pride prism. A pride pit. Dang it, I almost had it. <laughs> Corey mispronouncing. <laughs> anyway. Corey's bad at alliteration. Yeah, I am. Uh, we've reached that time of the podcast where it's time for you to go out and follow us on Twitter at FlyCasual1138, where you can take part in the conversation. Fight back. Tell us what's important. What makes Star Wars for you? What are the features of Star Wars that make it Star Wars? Yeah, man. Give us your opinion. Hashtag Star Wars. Uh, and, uh, and I, I, we really like to hear from you. We'd like to talk with you and and we want to be your friend. We we, we, have any, you want to go ride bikes? I do. You want to go play? Can you come out and play? Can you come out and ride? I mean, we just want to ride bikes because if you say play, it makes it sound like little kids. We're big kids. We're going to ride bikes. Bike. You want to yeah. play Nintendo? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, you you want to play Minecraft? I think maybe that's a thing that the kids say. Fortnite. Yeah, the Fortnite. Fortnite. We're going to get throw some of them fort grenades. We can yep. even play during a tornado. We can't do rocket riding. Dude, they took out rocket riding. Dude. Dude. You guys want to play some Commodore 64? You can come to my house. Oh, get a C64? Oh, you're so old. Oh, yeah. my. We're going to play some Space Taxi. I heard, you got, I heard you got to see some really old Star Wars toys. You got oh, some man. lemonade stand on there? Yeah, I did. I have a buddy that is selling his collection. What? He's, you, got some pretty, he's selling it? He's Yes, he is selling all that stuff. So uh, I haven't shown you guys all the pictures yet. So yeah. I got I'm 20 bucks. To, what do I get? I have to send that to you. I will so. give you 100 bucks for it all. Yeah. I'll give you 100 I think I'll want a little bit more than that, but. I'll give you $1,000. Yeah. I saw some really cool stuff. And two bits. Okay, so this dude, okay, yeah, the stuff's, the stuff's been played with, <laughs> but he's kept all the boxes. So everything's know, in a box. So he's got he's got he's I'm got conflicted. an at at in a box. I know. He's got a what? Off. A what? He's got an, an at at in a, a box. What? An I don't know what that is, Mike. <laughs> it's an at at. No idea what <laughs> that, that is. is. That is what they called it on the commercial. <laughs> is that an email thing? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! He's got a Dagobah playset. He's got a Hoth playset. I mean, any uh, Ewoks? He does have some Ewoks. Yes. yes. 
Got Wicket. Yeah, dude, uh, he's okay. got he's got both the, the Darth Vader head case and the C three PO head case, full oh, of original oh, figures. Wow. They're amazing. I, that's the part I haven't shown you guys yet. Oh, They're amaze balls. <laughs> I want. <laughs> They're pretty. They're pretty fly. Well, everybody, we're gonna have to hose this room down. So, <laughs> run out, follow us on Twitter, and go out and give us a nice, happy little review uh, wherever Stick. you uh, yeah, find your podcast. In the meantime, I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. See you later. Over there's Howie. <laughs> it's still happening. He's still finishing. And over there's Garrick. Bar and Jackson had Ray. Dun dun jelly plates your teeth. I knew it. Damn it, I knew it. Yep. Hard to say about rabbits. It explains her prehensile green ears. Rabbits multiply. Yep.